Hello, and thank you for tuning in once again to the Herp Report with Jason White. I'm your host, as always, John F. Taylor. And this week in the Herp Report, we talk about uh, the endangered turtles, uh, an endangered salamander that makes a comeback, as well as uh, potential cures for the chytrid fungus that's been affecting frogs. Uh, so, without further ado, here's the Herp Report. Myself and Mr. Jason White from Daily Reptile News. Jason, how you been? I'm excellent, John. How are you? Uh, a little frustrated this evening. <laughs> you know, went out and did some herping last night with the cup with a few guys that uh, have never been herping before. Caught some snakes, uh, took some photographs, uh, shot a short movie. Not not uh, as professional as the stuff that you do over on you know Daily Reptile News, but you know, hey, I'm an amateur, so I'm okay with it. Um, and then uh, went to go send the photos and accidentally deleted them, and now I can't find them. But it's okay. We still have the movie of uh, my buddy's first capture of a long nose of any snake. So I'll send that over to him later on tonight, and he'll be very much pleased with that. So, uh. What'd you say? It was a long nose snake? Yeah, it was a long nose snake. About uh, two and a half, maybe three feet long. What do you think of it? Oh, dude, he was all ecstatic. It was awesome. Uh, we were driving along in the uh, Anza Borrego, and, uh,. He stopped and he's like, "Right there, guys! Right there! There's a snake!" And, we're, and you know, the three of us all got our flashlights out. We're pointing at the ground. We don't see it. And he's like, "Dude, it's like right there! You guys can't see it!" And you know, the three of us are sitting there staring at the ground, going, "No, man, we don't see it." And he's like, "Dude, it's right there!" <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, pretty funny. So then, uh, of course, I uh, got out of the jeep, went and grabbed the snake, and snake went into a creosote bush. Oh boy. And, uh, of course, I'm holding on to the snake so he won't actually get away. And I was trying to unravel him from the bottom of the creosote bush. And then my nemesis, the uh, sulfugid, showed up on a branch uh, about maybe an inch or two away from my uh, from my face. And uh, I'm not a fan of sulfugids. They're a creepy little critter that uh, it's not really an arachnid and it's not really a, a spider. It's not venomous. It's just ugly as sin. And so I was trying to uh, unravel the snake while trying to avoid the sulfugid, uh, making girly squealing sounds as it moved. And, uh, yeah, the guys were highly entertained by that, so it was a good time overall. Oh, boy, too bad you lost those pictures. Yeah, I know, I know. I still think I can recover them, though. I'm going to talk to my IT guy on Monday and see if I can't recover them somehow. Well, you know, you got to go out tomorrow and get more. Yeah, this is true. You know, that's what we got to do. Go out, go out again and get more snakes. But we didn't see any uh, amphibians or anything like that. We heard some as we were driving through uh, the wooded areas of the forest before the desert and stuff. Oh, but man, uh, you need to come up north. I know, I know. You guys got all kinds of cool stuff up there. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of us say that about you down there. Yeah, that's um, true. But the amphibians this year have just been crazy. I. I I'm taking pictures of frogs outside my front door just about every morning. Really? What, what kind of frogs? Do you know? Have we identified them yet? You know, they're just your run-of-the-mill uh, tree frog. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I wish I knew the scientific name so I could sound smart, but you probably know it. What is it? Uh, if, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's probably Hyla regilia, uh, or the green tree frog. Which is high, uh, actually that's changed now. Actually, I'm sorry. It's Hyla cinerea okay. is the green tree frogs now. The, you know the scale counters. They always got to change stuff to make it confusing for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Always confusing. So, uh, speaking of amphibians, uh, that's pretty much our whole episode tonight. It looks like uh, uh, up north in the uh, in your area, the long-toed salamander has made a recovery. That uh, now it's still is it, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it still on the endangered species list, or are they going to move it off now that it's been seen more? I I don't assume they're going to move it off. It still is on on, on the list. Right. Okay. Um, Actually, I, I didn't even really know about this thing. And since I'm going to be filming in about a month or two up in that area, and, you know, I think it'd be awesome to go see if I can find some. But yeah. uh, being what it is, it's been on the endangered species list since 1967. And, you know, as rare as it is, I doubt I'll be able to find them. But, yeah, it's um, making a comeback through through conservation efforts. And it, they... The researchers say that it's uh, apparently breeding in uh, in a pond that it hasn't been seen in for the last five years. Nice. So that is awesome. That that is um, there's a, a perfect example of you know I don't know how, what how you feel about a lot of the conservation efforts that go on, but I always think a lot of them are hopeless. And when you hear something like this, it. Uh, it makes it not so hopeless. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because my uh, colleague and I were having a, a bit of a discussion about, you know, conservation and this kind of thing. And, you know, I'm always really leery about donating to conservation efforts because it's like, you know, okay, where's the money really going? Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's, I hate to say it, but... Um, a lot of the, the larger places that receive donations and stuff that you know it, it doesn't go to what you think it goes to. So yeah, yeah. It's, when I make it, if I make any sort of donations, I'm always real interested in the smaller guys. You know, it, it seems like the smaller the organization, the better off they do almost. Yeah, very true. But uh, you know, this is a great example of you know government being involved in the conservation effort and actually seeing a, you know, quote-unquote return on investment because now we're seeing these animals again. What's that? I said this is a great example of, you know, government being involved in a conservation effort and, you know, we're seeing a return on investment because now we're seeing the animals again after, you know, five years of not seeing them. So... Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's a lot of times, you know, we deal with up here being in such a redneck community about people that that hate snakes, and you and I have talked a lot on that topic. And uh, you know, you always you always have this feeling in the back of your head: what's the point in trying? Because you're not going to convert, quote unquote, everybody. And um, but yeah, like I said, this uh, this gives a little bit of ray of sunshine. Yeah, definitely, very definitely. And, and, and it shows while not all of them might work, there's one right over here in Santa Cruz, California that is working. Yeah, very definitely. I mean, we're seeing the salamanders after five years, so I would definitely consider that one a success. Now, uh, refresh our, uh, for our listeners, refresh our memory on the, the status of the western pond turtles. Because uh, we had talked about it before, I think on a previous show a little bit. So if you want to talk to us about it again, um, we have some news about the uh, uh, western pond turtle making a comeback as well. Part again. So the western pond turtles uh, making a comeback up there in Woodland Park, I guess it is. Yeah, 
yeah, apparently they found, um, or one of them was found and turned in that from an area where they weren't, I guess, known to um, still occur. Oh, nice. And, you know, that that's huge for, for their area, being that um, 20 years ago they only numbered about 150 in the wild, and currently the, the zoo releases about 50 of them a year through their their Head Start program, and I, I wish, God, I wish I could remember the guy's name I talked to. There's a guy from Washington. He's got an awesome Western Pond Turtle website, and I, I talked a lot in depth with him about they have Head Start programs where they they, they go out and find a nest. They, they fence the nest off, and they let it hatch naturally. They, they fence it off not only to keep predators out, but to keep the baby turtles in. Right, right, because they start wandering off, that's when they get picked off by raccoons and everything else. And the nests are, are constantly monitored, and when the eggs hatch, they then collect the baby turtles, bring them into captivity, and raise them up to a point where they're not so um, susceptible to predators. Okay. And they bring them out into the wild once they can uh, handle their own business. Gotcha. Very cool. So... This one, yeah, apparently found it in, a, in, a, in an area outside the, the protected range, which is uh, good news for those people. And they, they spoke uh, somewhere in here, too, of possibly um, mixing up the, uh, the bloodline a little bit, having uh, one from outside come in. Oh, okay. So, so that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, in further news on the uh, amphibian species, it looks like there might be a, a workable treatment for the Kittrick fungus. Yeah, that was really interesting. You know, I, I know a lot of people have been working really hard on this for a long time, and, and I, I guess they found some stuff that I I don't know if it, it doesn't necessarily get rid of it, it slows down the, the growth of it. Um, they, they do mention that the frogs, once they're released back into the wild, they can contract the virus again. Right. But we're moving in the right direction. They, they found a way to treat tadpoles, um, apparently by raising their their water temperature above, what was it, 68 degrees, I think. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it, 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 you know, slows down the, the growth rate of the fungus that causes the, the disease in the frogs. Nice. That's always a good so, thing. It, it is, you know. It's it's, it's great. This, this fungus has really uh, worn out its welcome. Yeah. It's been in the amphibian community for quite some time now. And, you know, I, I've been... Uh, yeah, it looks like it's been... Uh, it's actually affected over 200 species of, you know, different amphibians, whether it be, you know, frogs, salamanders, what have you. Oh, yeah, it, it's just devastating. God, it's incredible. I mean, I, I, yeah, it's uh, it's neat that they found something. It's unfortunate that they can't. You know, I don't know. I guess it's still in the, the trials period. Right. Um, the bad part about this, and I, I'm sure you thought thought it. I'm sure everybody listening thought it is the frogs can recontract the virus once they're released back out in the wild. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's, <clears throat> That's the thing that kind of bugs me, you know. It's like, okay, you know. You have so, to catch every single individual in the world and treat them to get rid of it. Yeah. And that's just not going to happen. So, you know, maybe 
I don't even think that they can catch enough and tree them to keep it in check. I think it's still going to continue to advance. But it's nice to see that uh, scientists are on the right track, at least. Well, and also, too, in the same, uh, same piece that we read, they were saying, you know, uh, they have a similar treatment where the frogs are bathed for eight days in a chemical bath, or an antifungal bath is what I should say, and then uh, it's uh, slowing the growth of the fungus that cause the infection. You know, and since 2009, I guess the number of the frogs uh, that can survive the infection have increased. So that's another avenue that they're trying to go with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I've always been a huge critic on um, science using chemicals and stuff to. In fact, I, I think I, I think I talked about this on the show a while back about they were treating entire bodies of water with chemicals to to try to get rid of it. And right. You know, I, I don't think I have to tell anybody how devastating pouring a chemical in a body of fresh water can be to, you know, not only the animals you're trying to treat, but to everything that comes to that body of water for drinking purposes. Right, right. So whether that uh, plan they had worked or not, I don't know. I never heard anything about it after that, but... You know, because I was talking to a couple of people trying to figure out what's actually causing this chytrid fungus, and I don't even think they figured it out yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. It, it's, uh, you know, frogs, are, they've always been a huge indicator species. I oh, yeah. Maybe this is uh, the beginning to something a lot bigger throughout the, all of wildlife. Who knows? But Right, right. I don't know. I hope they find it soon. I, I uh, couldn't imagine not waking up in the morning and finding the frogs out in front of my house. Yeah. That would suck, wouldn't it? Jeez. So... What uh, what's new with the uh, Daily Reptile News? Anything new and exciting there? Oh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We, um, oh gosh, okay. Everything uh, as we speak. Actually, we're transferring to a new server. It's the website is going to be a bazillion times faster. Is bazillion even a number? Sure, it is. Okay, well that's how fast the website's going to be now. Awesome. Um, we are blessed with our very own 1-800 number. I don't know what I'm going to use it for other than to just have friends call me toll free. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know yeah. what? That would be some, uh, that might be uh, something interesting to check out for uh, future shows to have some people call in, maybe. It, it, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, the only issue is our uh, filming schedule is so erratic right now. Nobody ever know when. Right, right. So of course, I posted on the social networks, you know, hey, between now and 10 minutes from now, call this number. Yeah. But, uh, no, that could work. And, and yeah, we're, it's, uh, lots of stuff going on. Um, we're filming a, a super secret um, project. Nice. That uh, involves uh, a couple other people from the YouTube community and... and several people from the, the greater reptile community so um, that's awesome that's uh, very cool got me real excited I'm hoping I'm thinking probably late this year early next year is when it'll be out but hoping within the next month or two to at least have a trailer to put out there because I'm really itching to tell everybody about it right so but yeah, that's all that's, that's new, other than uh, the thousand emails every day. Yeah, of course, of course. 
Yeah, as far as uh, you were talking about the social networks, you know, just to, uh, and I know we didn't record last week like we were supposed to due to uh, computer failure on my end, but uh, some people have noticed that uh, I've been off the social networks. Um, rumors of my uh, <laughs> uh, adventures, let's say that, <laughs> may have been misconstrued. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, just want to let folks know that uh, I'm still alive. I haven't dropped off the face of the planet. Uh, all the website, you know, the reptile apartment group is still going strong. We will keep it going strong. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of new things that are going to happen pretty soon. Um, that's all we're going to say about it for now. But uh, yeah, I'm still alive. <laughs> Some of the uh, interesting adventures that I've quote unquote been involved in. I cannot uh, confirm or deny their um, accuracy or truth, but <laughs> it has been an adventurous month. Let's say that. I'll say that. Donnie, before we go, you got to tell us all one thing. <laughs> one thing. What's that? Is the, pool, is the pool really heated at the Playboy Mansion? Yes, it is. Yes, it um, is. Okay, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> because I seem to. I think I saw a picture floating around Twitter. <laughs> All I can say is it's good to be the hurt father. <laughs> <laughs> good to be the king. Oh, boy. Okay, and once again, thank you for tuning into the Reptile Living Room and the Hurt Report with Jason White. Uh, hopefully, without further ado, we will be back on next week, provided that uh, my computer decides to cooperate once again. And we always, always, always encourage you to please, please, please support Jason White over at Daily Reptile News. That's uh, dailyreptilenews.com. Guy's doing great, awesome work over there, uh, delivering the news to you guys on a weekly basis, uh, as he is uh, capable of doing. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week in the next episode.